This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. Something was lost this week in all the talk about James Martin blessings and the debate that showed that some people still are just unwilling to admit what is plainly obvious to the rest of us. What was lost is that the eyes of Rome remain firmly fixed on the American bishops, who are expected to comply with every bizarre decree to come out of Rome. We saw that with a statement issued by the USCCB mere minutes after the declaration by Fernandez on blessing James Martin pairings, but not their sin somehow, despite the people in those pairings being by definition wrapped up in sin. The USCCB issued this otherwise useless statement, which shows that they have no moral courage and are unwilling to call out evil when it presents itself. Quote, In response to the declaration Fiducia Supplicans issued by the Vatican's Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith today, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops offered the following statement from its spokesperson, Chieko Noguchi, Executive Director of Public Affairs. Quote, the declaration issued today by the Vatican's Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith articulated a distinction between liturgical sacramental blessings and pastoral blessings, which may be given to persons who desire God's loving grace in their lives. The Church's teaching on marriage has not changed, and this declaration affirms that while also making an effort to accompany people through the imparting of pastoral blessings because each of us needs God's healing love and mercy in our lives, end quote. They never really mention what you're being healed of and all that, but it's a nice meaningless statement. And I'll remind you that God removed several cities from this mortal coil in the Old Testament because they were wrapped up in that sin. Several, though only two are explicitly named. And here we're trying to make a distinction about sin where there is no distinction. People who are trying to walk away from that sinful inclination are not going to place themselves in a constant state of temptation by remaining in any illicit relationship that would facilitate their fall. It's obvious. Why are the U.S. bishops taking such a soft approach? Now, first, many, many of them share Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church's ideological goals and share in his what we'll call inclinations. We know that to be true. We just don't know to what extent the bishops share in his inclinations. But there's also this problem now that most aren't picking up on. The U.S. bishops are being very, very closely monitored to make sure they fall in line behind Francis, Fernandez, Roach, and the rest of the coterie of heretics in Rome who are remaking the church into the image and likeness of Francis. Headline from CNN. Pope Francis takes on unprecedented attacks from American opponents. This article is written by the new CNN Catholic correspondent Christopher Lamb, who typically writes for the once mighty tablet out of the U.K., the tablet was like any other Catholic print outlet before Vatican II. It defended Catholic orthodoxy, it taught the faith, and cleared any misconceptions the laity had about particular issues facing the faithful or the demands of the faith. But now it's basically the UK's version of American Magazine or the National Catholic Reporter. And their highest profile writer is now CNN's point person for all things Catholic. The purpose of this article is to make the type of Catholic who would read CNN voluntarily on a regular basis aware that their bishops are not on Team Francis, thus helping to put pressure on those bishops to, in fact, get on Team Francis, or at least to get out of the way. 
The accusation here is schism, basically, though not so explicitly stated, because to say someone is in schism without very, very real and good reason to accuse them of such is itself a serious sin. So from the article, quote, In one corner, Pope Francis, who insists on a merciful Catholic Church, open to everyone, a field hospital ready to bind up the wounds of a suffering humanity. In the other corner, a small but vocal minority that has set itself against the pontiff and his reforms. A showdown between the two is underway. The unofficial leader of the opposition is U.S. Cardinal Raymond Burke, one of the church's legal experts and a figure whose style and approach harken back to the church of a different era and whose views closely align with those in its traditional wing. Francis, while maintaining he upholds the church's doctrine and principles, has tried to move the church on from some of those customs he sees as hampering its mission. Those who propose, who oppose Francis say they are deeply concerned about his openness to giving communion to divorced and remarried Catholics, along with his pastoral welcome to the James Martin crowd. They don't like his focus on the progressive policy focuses, we'll say, of the moment that undermines social stability. And they want a pope instead who lays down the law and presents doctrine in black and white terms. This pope preaches for a humbler church, one focused on service, which seeks to bring the Christian message into the world. While the attacks on him are likely to have stung, Francis has frequently turned the other cheek going so far as to say he does not seek to crack down on opponents. <clears throat> He's also appointed to Vatican departments leaders who held different views than his own. Quote. Not exactly an article that's unbiased or subtle. And I'm going to point out an unpopular truth here, though. In America, Cardinal Burke is very popular with conservative and more of the more and traditional Catholics who are on the moderate end of the traditional side of things. I would bet good money that most of the bishops in America, though, Barely pay attention to him. That may sound like it's coming out of left field, but it is as far as I can tell the truth. Most of the American bishops who aren't vocally traditional or who haven't signaled that they are at least leaning that way generally don't pay that much attention to what he has to say. They'll let him come and speak in their dioceses in a manner befitting the office he holds and his stature in the church because they know he's very popular. But beyond that, they're not paying him all that much attention. It's pretty obvious at this point, I think. Burke isn't leading the U.S. bishops in much of anything because the resistance among the U.S. bishops to Francis is practically non-existent. It is at best lukewarm. They either resist by ignoring Francis or they resist by dragging their feet and implementing his heretical and unjust programs, or they resist by trying to impose the now-dead hermeneutic of continuity on his decrees to try to give you a more Catholic interpretation of what he's saying. But they eventually fall in line. We know that because after the various dubia were issued about Traditionis Custodis, the bishops all pretty much fell in line or sought clarification from Rome on particular issues in their dioceses. But back to the article. Burke is the mastermind of potential schism against Francis, or so we're told, who is just preaching Christ-like mercy. That's what the author wants you to believe. That's the line from Rome. Quote, Now though in the eleventh year of his papacy, the Pope is taking more assertive measures to tackle some of the opposition he's been facing, which is centered in the United States, where American politics also may be in play, and in certain Roman circles with his 87th birthday Sunday, and as he battles health issues, he doesn't have time to waste. Francis has decided Burke, an opponent of his for years, 
will lose some of his privileges, reportedly including a subsidy for his 4,488-square-foot apartment and monthly stipend. It follows the Pope's move last month to remove from his leadership post Texas Bishop Joseph Strickland, who has accused Francis of undermining the central teachings of the Church, including on politically charged issues like the Moloch ritual and uh, the James Martin parody of holy matrimony. Supporters of Burke and Strickland have said Francis is a, quote, dictator pope, clamping down on dissent, while others suggest the pope is punishing his critics. While the attacks have no obvious precedent in recent history, Francis has allowed them to continue, often ignoring them. He's also aware sometimes silence is the best response and reform often meets resistance. Francis told me that he was taking away the apartment and salary of Cardinal Burke because... He was using these privileges against the church. Austin Ivere, a papal biographer, told CNN, Ivere met the Pope on November 27th. Clearly, his patience had finally run out, Ivere explained. For so long, Cardinal Burke had been calling into question Francis' authority and his teaching. This would be shocking in any organization, but is particularly shocking in the Catholic Church, given the special role the papacy has in upholding unity. Francis is happy to be criticized. <laughs> Sorry, but pointed out cardinals make a specific oath of obedience to the Pope and his successors, Ivere said. End quote. This is putting the bishops on notice while explaining to the typical CNN reading Catholic why Cardinal Burke was forced out of Rome, from their point of view. Because he was disloyal, and loyalty to the man the world sees as Pope is more important than loyalty to the truths of the faith. Take all the time you need to internalize that idea. We're all being put on notice with this article. But again, this is aimed at the typical CNN reading Catholic. And Catholics who read CNN, they're not going to be the most, in most cases, the most orthodox of Catholics anyway. Think about it for a second. Now, that article goes on to describe how much of the opposition Burke and Strickland have been giving Francis has more to do with their leanings on American political issues and their alleged loyalty to certain high-profile candidates who have previously been president and may just be president again in the not terribly distant future, and that how this has more to do with that than on anything to do with actual doctrinal errors pushed by Francis. You know, the modernists, they can't admit that Francis promotes doctrinal error. We saw that with the aftermath of the document issued by Fernandez, paving the way for blessings of that sin that James Martin has a very strange and weird investment in. But it's clear that American Catholics, and especially American bishops, are being put on notice with the help of the highest profile media outlet in the United States. But I'm curious, what do you think about this? Do you think that bishops will see it this way? Do you think most of them will continue to just keep their heads down and hope for an end to this alleged pontificate soon? Is that why most of them remained silent this week after that document was issued? And why that vapid document from the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops embraced the difference without a distinction that we saw in the pastoral versus liturgical blessings? Because that distinction I have never seen before in any Catholic document. I'm very, very curious what you have to say about this. And in the context of everything we've seen here, because if there's ever going to be resistance to these weird blessings that we are told about this week, it's going to come from basically two places in the church, Africa and the United States. Most everywhere else, the bishops will fall in line, or they'll celebrate it openly, like they did in Germany. So let me know what you have to say about all this in the comments, please. 
And hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps a lot too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.